another struggle, another obstacle, another problem. Ain't no telling where I'm about to go. Ain't no telling what I'm about to do. But I don't need you telling me what I need to do or who I need to be. Just let me be free. Rate, subscribe, and share. Yay! Uh, you're a pig. Hoo-hoo! <laughs> well, ain't that some shit. And that... <laughs> damn. And that is how you wake up in the morning. God damn. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bowl of smoke and a cup of joe. Oh, fuck yeah. Good morning, jesters. Jesterians. I fucking love you all, man. Good morning, Mr. Pickle. Oh, I love you. I miss you, man. <clears throat> I hope you're winning the world, man. Oh, keep it strong, man. Oh, goodness. And now... Oh, my God. This is... That was a... That was a crazy fucking hit, man. I'm telling you what it is, though. It's at, uh... See, I went... I was running a little low because... Excuse me. Whew. I was running a little tight on cash because... Number one, I'm not loaded. Not even close. Number two, I needed to buy a new lawnmower because... The one I was using shit the bed. Shitty the Betty. So, I bought a new lawnmower last week. It won't be here till tomorrow. I hope, hopefully tomorrow. But because I I spent that money, I, you know, I I didn't want to. I kind of that's why I took that uh, that uh, what do you want to call it tolerance break. But he, my dude, uh, took pity on my plight, on my misfortunes, and uh, he had. Uh, when I went to get, I went to get, you know, my, my normal, and he gave me the bag, and then he showed me he had this big, huge bag of clippings from when he harvested, you know, all sugar bud and little popcorn nugs and shit, so he just fucking grabbed two huge handfuls of that and put that shit in my bag, and man, smoking that shit in a bong, that's where we were going with that, smoking that shit in a bong is rough, man, whoo, cough the Getting lights out, man. Good lord. Oh, but other than that, man, it's a little sprinkly, a little, little dreary outside. It's still warm. No lighter. Put the goddamn lighter down, bud, before we even start with that. Now, why do I keep saying now? God, you are really just a jerk. Stop saying now, because there is no now. There is no later. Well, there only is now. That's what I meant. There only is now. Now is the time. <laughs> You're an ass. <laughs> I don't even know why. It's fucking... It's a, stop cursing. It's a great day. It's a great day, man. My mother is coming to visit me today. We're going to have a conversation. We're just going to chat. We're going to talk. I got to stop by the Stizzy Stowe when I take Mr. T to school. Get us some beverageization. Not exactly sure what yet, but we'll figure it out. What do you... My mother's a diabetic, so I want to get something low sugar. I don't know what she drinks, though. Maybe get, get a Gatorade, a couple Gatorades. Would that work? 
I'd say why not. I would say why the fudge not. That's what I'll do. I'll stop into the uh, Tops Friendly Markets. And I will get us a couple ice cold Gatorades. But before all that, let's see what the UFC has in store for us today. So, could this be the day we finally see a deal on infrastructure? President oh. Biden is set to talk again to West Virginia Republican Senator Shelley Moore Capito. Her West Virginia colleague, Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, told Fox News he's hopeful. I think we can come to that compromise to where we'll find a bipartisan. The, they're, they're, they're talking about this goddamn infrastructure deal. They're talking about taking money from the COVID relief package, which, why not? They don't care. Shit. They they never lost a dime in this whole... Actually, they probably got wealthier during this whole goddamn scamdemic. Because it's all it was was a, a huge transfer of wealth, man. I mean, do you not remember at the very beginning of this shit, the Federal Reserve became part of the U.S. government? That's why they are printing all this goddamn money, because they can because they fucking can. They don't understand economics. But it doesn't matter. Because as far as Mr. Uh, ben is concerned. We may not even get, have to fucking pay that bill ever. Because shit's about to get real. And I'm so looking forward to it. I just gotta get me an underground uh, a bunker first. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, very confident of that. If the bill isn't bipartisan, Manchin says he won't support it. So, oh. yes, selling it to Republicans is hard, but there are fractures among Democrats on this bill, too. We've got NPR congressional correspondent Kelsey Snell with us this morning to talk about all of it. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, good morning. So, the White House has said today was the deadline to get a deal with Republicans. Is Motherfucking that deadline, buddy. Well, they also said that there was a deadline of Memorial Day. Deadlines can be kind of soft, particularly in Washington when they're actually trying to get an agreement. Washington is you know, soft because that's all they fucking are. They're just a way to make week, money for themselves. They're fucking they little bitches. Fuck it. I'm done. Fuck it. Biden still wants about 1.7 trillion dollars in spending most of which is brand new investments and he wants to pay for it mostly by increasing taxes on people earning over four hundred thousand dollars and with a new 15 percent minimum tax on corporations now that's a bit of a change from his original pitch of raising taxes on corporations republicans uh, started last week saying they could go as high as 928 billion dollars but they've agreed to you know about 50 billion more the white house didn't really seem impressed by that movement though and you there know, has they to really be... do need to be moving towards a real deadline if another way the senate goal of moving through a bill in july because this government is useless it is nothing more than a goddamn money making machine for themselves official scores and i i i sure they actually have the votes to get something like this passed so they gotta get to work indeed so let's talk about those votes president biden's been spending a lot of his time and energy with Republicans, right, trying to make sure this is a bipartisan bill. But as we noted, he doesn't even have a lock on all the Democrats. Yeah, we're watching not just people like Joe Manchin, who we heard right there at the beginning. We're also watching a lot of progressives who are growing frustrated with Biden's approach and the pressure for him to just move on. And that it's Oh, well, that's what you get for hiring you know, illegitimate Joe. margins <laughs> in both the House and the Senate. We do focus on the Senate a lot, but that's really not the only well, you problem. You know, it's all, it's all a big fucking game anyway. In the House. I mean, really? Single digits. <laughs> And for some Democrats I talked to, it's measures related Democrats, to climate change, 
main investment in long-term infrastructure that they need to see in this bill. They just want their money. Fuck America. Give me my money. Give me my money, money, motherfucker. They're having a big coordinated set of action days. Stop playing with me, man. And it gets harder and harder to eliminate provisions like that if Biden wants all of his Democrats on board. Fuck Joe Biden. kind of chart a path here that somehow satisfies big city progressives like New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and moderates like Dean Phillips from Minnesota who want absolutely different things. And as I've been talking to Democrats, they have a bit of a debate about what's at the core of infrastructure and what they need to see included. All right, so let's just take another moment to... Yay! Rate, subscribe, and share. Yay! The Democrats need to say what they needed included in the bill. The Republicans need to say what they need re- included in the bill. Who the... What does America need need included in the motherfucking bill? That's what it's fucking all about. Stop with this goddamn... He, my side's better and we need to have this for my side. Knock that stupid shit off. Talk about Joe Manchin. I mean, because of the Democrats' narrow margin in the Senate... He's got a lot of power, right? A moderate Democrat from a red state. How is he leveraging it right now? He wrote an op-ed in the Charleston Gazette Mail where he said that he didn't want to move forward with the voting rights bill because of his opposition to the filibuster, because he wanted things that are bipartisan. Now, voting rights are not the same thing as infrastructure, but it tells a little bit about the way he's thinking about the way legislation needs to get done. You know, he says he wants to do things with GOP buy-in, and if he's not willing to budge on that, that may mean he's not willing to budge here either. Hmm. NPR's Kelsey Snow. I don't know what a GPV, what the Grand Party buy-in or whatever the hell it is. I don't know what that is. Sounds money. <laughs> Sounds All right, like Vice Kamala Harris is traveling. She's in Guatemala City today. She's there to get at the root causes of a migration crisis that has sent tens of thousands of people to the southern U.S. border with Mexico. NPR White House correspondent Tamara Keith is traveling with her, and she joins us now. Hey, Tam. Okay, okay. Right, so yes, President Biden uh, has tasked some, uh, Vice President Harris with one solid of the most intractable problems well, in the U.S. solving the immigration problem at the border. I don't know how solid the she going to approach this in Guatemala? Well, it's all about trying to improve conditions in the countries that are sending people up to the U.S., not really about the border specifically. She'll start off the day by meeting with President Alejandro Jamate. Her aides told us that they'll talk about how to increase economic opportunities, strengthening the rule of law, working together on law enforcement. Notably, later in the day, she's meeting with community and civil society leaders as well. Well, what's Ms. Kamala Harris's idea on uh, law enforcement? Kill all the brown people? Let the whole country's brown people. can put them at odds with the government. Your, uh, the vice president is also expected to put an emphasis your, uh, on fighting corruption both here in Guatemala and tomorrow in Mexico. So that's your the, experience, the, the message. I guess, what are you expecting in terms of outcomes from this trip? All right. The vice president's team said to expect announcements around trafficking and smuggling and possibly also also corruption, but it's not clear yet how significant these announcements might be. There are very deep-seated issues here. They've been around for a long time. In fact, when President Biden was vice president. He was also handed the job of trying to cut back on the root causes of migration. And experts I've s- spoken to say things have so, gotten worse he, since yeah. then. Um, so recent natural disasters. <laughs> the violence is worse. The- so since he couldn't do it the first time, let's give him a second chance. I am so glad. I am so glad. Illegitimate Joe is our president. 
That's awesome. Economies are worse because of the pandemic, but than that. And leaders in Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador are less eager to work with the U.S. government on anti-corruption efforts and other reforms I wonder, than their predecessors. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why they're not willing to work with us on anti-corruption. That just says everything right there. Because we are already fucking corrupt. Nobody's going to want to work with a corrupt individual to fight corruption. That's just ridiculous. Of course nobody wants to work with us. Strong anti-democrat <laughs> tendencies, corruption, making it difficult for the U.S. to find partners, which is something Ricardo Zuniga, the U.S. envoy to the Northern Triangle, was asked about last night in a briefing with reporters here. The best way to deal with these cases, where you have a very complex relationship in a country like Guatemala, is to talk clearly and plainly uh, as partners, right, as countries that have to get along. We talk about easy things, but we talk mostly about hard things. And we have different perspectives. And there are going to be some hard conversations today. There were already some leading up to this trip. But, you know, there's just not going to be a straight line between this trip and the number of people showing up at the border. Right, so <laughs> as you have described, I mean... These are such of course not, because the U.S. gives shit away. To devise any <laughs> Stop <here>. being... <laughs> These issues have been around for a long time. <laughs> certainly made matters even Stop being... Stop being like cat. It'll stop coming around. ...throwing itself into vaccine sharing in a big way, including in these Northern Triangle countries. Rebecca Chavez worked on these issues in the Obama administration and is now at the Inter-American Dialogue. She says more vaccines could help. It's going to take time. Some of them are going to take a generation. Vaccines, issue, for example. of course. But I do think that. <laughs> well, that's the answer. More fucking drugs. On the COVID vaccine. Shut up. You know, I think a real commitment there <laughs> would be one very. <laughs> Shut up. We don't have many details yet of exactly how many vaccines <laughs> each country will get in this first round, but that is information that Harris <laughs> will deliver today and tomorrow. Right, That's ridiculous. Keith, Fucking ridiculous. From Guatemala City, where Vice President Kamala Harris is traveling today. Thank you so much. You're welcome. A massacre over the weekend left more than 130 people dead in Burkina Faso. At least seven of those killed were children. The government is blaming militants linked to Al-Qaeda and the Islamic State. Of course they fired. No group has claimed responsibility. <laughs> it was probably Russia. I mean, if it was bad and it was wrong, Russia did it. Well, the truth is, we probably did it, but we're blaming Russia. That's just how shit goes down. To say that the shooting started at two in the morning, and this occurred in a really remote part of Burkina Faso, up near the border with Niger. It's in the Sahel, this semi-arid region that stretches along the southern part of the Sahara. And it appeared organized government targeted members of the local defense force. They killed civilians. They destroyed houses, burned the local market to the ground. You know, the UN is calling this one of the worst attacks in the Sahel in years. Uh, and the reports of the number of people killed vary, but it appears to be at least 138 dead in this village. Why was this? This village a target well you know this part of uh, west africa has become a staging ground at least now we know where it is west Islamic africa State. it's a very wide open remote area these militant groups have found this to be a place where they can operate freely they 
come to control migrant smuggling routes. They, they move a lot of migrants up to the Mediterranean as they try to cross into Europe. And we need to underscore it. This is a major conflict. You've got thousands of UN peacekeeping forces in the area. France has another 5,000 troops battling these armed militants. That's on top of the local government soldiers. Yet the militants just slip back and forth across the borders with ease. They disappear into the Sahara Desert. Um, they terrorize and kidnap the locals, you know, apparently at will. Uh, the UN earlier this year said that clashes between these militants has driven two million people in the region from their homes um in this conflict often gets overlooked in the u.s but it's having a huge impact in west africa right i mean this region includes mali which has just had its second coup in less than a year so what is the broader effect of this political instability yeah, I mean, Mali geographically is a big country. It takes up a lot of space in West Africa, and there's a lot of uh, problems when you've got political stability there. It just makes it much easier for these lawless groups to operate. And, and the fear is that this could become a new staging ground for Al-Qaeda, Islamic State. Public stability or public groups, instability? You know, the that makes sense. Come on, man. These nations in the Sahel, Mali, Burkina Faso, Niger, these are some of the poorest countries on the continent. And when armed groups start to control an area, terrorize the locals, it puts everything else, you know, education, health, economic growth, all of that ends up on the back burner. And this conflict matters not just here in West Africa, but because of the awful loss of life that you're seeing in attacks like this one. But the fear among Western military planners is that you're going to have this instability and lawlessness allow Al-Qaeda and Islamic State to grow and expand their campaigns of violence elsewhere. All right, NPR's Jason Bobian reporting from Freetown, Sierra Leone. Jason, thank you. We appreciate it. You're welcome. That, uh... Let's compare this to Israel in the Gaza Strip. These people, these rebels, are uh, starting to... Oh, uh oh, now my mother's texting me. Let's see what she wants to say. She says... Starting to sprinkle. Do you want to go somewhere? I'll say, nah. We can. We can chill in the garage. Okay. So now, where was I? Where was I going with this? <laughs> I figured, Ma. I figured. LOL. Send. Okay. Now let's go back to the UFC, which I think is just about over. But, uh, yeah, it is. So we're, we're uh, comparing these rebels to... Israeli. These rebels feel they can do whatever they want to these people. And nobody's going to stop them. They can kidnap them. They can rape them. They can relocate them. That's how the Jewish folk feel of the Muslim folk. Or... So they feel they can do whatever they want, and 
Nobody's going to stop them because they're Israel. I mean, come on, they're God's chosen people. The spaghetti monster loves these people, man. So what are you going to do? Until we end up, until we stop playing this fucking game, it's... <laughs> okay, waiting a bit to see how long she will be. Then I'll be there. Awesome. That was my mother. <laughs> I'm going to hang out with my mother for a while. Um... Boy, I, this morning's just been all fucking dysfunctional. Interrupted and bug... Uh, okay, now. Now we will go back and we will see what... Review time. Review time. Review time. The first story was how illegitimate Joe is going to fix the infrastructure... Of the United States of America. Bullshit. He doesn't care about that. He only cares about his son smoking crack. And the money going into his pockets. And sniffing little girl's hairs. Hair? Sniffing little girl's hair. Hair. (laughs) So... It it really does. It's all a game. It's all. It's just. It's a big fucking game. Shit will get fixed after it kills, falls, and kills people. That's how it goes, man. Cause you're all worried about being safe from the big monsters in the world, so you gotta send your military all over the fucking country, just to or all over the world, just to secure your safety. Fuck. Nobody cares about the goddamn domestic terrorists like the Democratic Party or the Republican Party. They're all they're all fucking uh, domestic terrorists because they only care about themselves. They put themselves first before the country. That's not how government works. Government exists only for the country, not for the growth of their fucking wealth. Jesus. All your smoking accessories. Hey, all you jesters out there. I just wanted to give you a heads up that 42 degrees and sunny is now 71 degrees and cloudy. You can get all your glass, all your smoking accessories, everything. You can get your Sessions with a Jester t-shirt at 71 degrees and cloudy. Or at 710andcloudy.com. That's 710andcloudy.com. Woohoo! Show them some love. Use code SWED10 to get 10% off your entire order. That is awesome news. Now let's get back to the show. Oh yeah. I don't... The... The... uh, The... The... The vice president who made a career out of locking up brown people, went to a country full of brown people to try to fix things. What, is she going to just lock up more brown people? And that led that story led to the fact that how, how conversations are going to be hard and all da-da-da-da-da. Where, where the fuck was I going with this point? God damn it. Oh. And how nobody will work with the U.S., on anti-corruption 
stuff, uh, policy, whatever. Nobody will work with the U.S. because the United States of America is so goddamn corrupt. It's rotten from the top to the bottom that nobody will work with us to prevent corruption because we don't know how the fuck to do it. <laughs> oh, shit. That's just... Oh, that, that just shows it right the fuck there, man. My God, I can't believe they put that out there. <laughs> Nobody in the world will work with the most corrupt fucking government in the world to fix corruption in the world. I want... Boy, that, that makes a lot of fucking sense. I wonder why. <laughs> Duh. Duh. <laughs> Jeez. Stop. Okay, okay. <laughs> Fucking idiots, man. Good God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that was just too much. Why do they do that to me? The third story was uh, what's going on in West Africa, how these small gangs of people are raping and pillaging the countryside, so to speak. I guess they were just telling you about it. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to take a side because fuckers aren't in America. They aren't here where my main concern is and where our government's main concern should be. We shouldn't be sending $12 million to Pakistan for gender studies. I'm going to keep bringing that bullshit up until I'm fucking blue in the face. What? Okay, so, <laughs> wow, that was intense. Fucking, <laughs> can't, no, no country will work on, work with us on corruption. <laughs> to help fix corruption, nobody will work with us. <laughs> stop, stop, fucking stop. Mr. Ben Davidson, save us, save us, man. Good morning, Mr. Ben. Yay! Rate, subscribe, and share. Yay! I've been going all morning. Yeah. I need to finish my podcast. You're more than oh. welcome to... Oh, I'll listen. Oh, perfect. I'll sit here and I'll keep my mouth shut. <laughs> well, no, because I want you to be part of it. So I'm going to ask you Why? questions probably. Why not? Why not? <laughs> or actually, I didn't even stop recording. But, but I do have to... Start this because I did say good morning, Mr. Ben. Good morning, folks. Today we've got to look at the sunspot cycle, the oldest living creature, cosmology, stellar outbursts, and Earth electrodynamics. We're starting with our star at spaceweathernews.com, and we find the last day on the sun was calm. We have sunspots, but they are a shade below development, able to produce flaring. Filaments are mostly inactive. But we'd been expecting the coronal hole stream to arrive, and it did. Small density shock followed by a rise in the plasma speed, purple, as the coronal hole stream enhancement. This was a weak stream. They've mostly been weak so far this cycle, and it did not produce more than momentary instabilities in Earth's magnetic field. So with all the coronal holes being weak so far this cycle, and with the sunspots building up and just not quite able to flare yet, it's patience that's required. Despite the development of the sunspot groups, we're still very early in the cycle. We're actually ahead of cycle predictions by all accounts. 
This feels like 2010 and 2011 all over again. Signs of sunspots, but just not quite enough gusto to get there. Solar activity is expected to increase up to five or six times the current levels of sunspot and space weather production over the next few years. Up next, quick look back in time at multicellular animals that were frozen in the last glacial maximum 24,000 years ago. Then it looked back at us. They revived it, and while it is not the oldest species ever revived, it's close, and it's an amazing advance for these multicellular creatures to have survived. I hope no veteran observer forgot the bombshell about dark energy from about a month ago. Magnetism can be shifted into that position and nothing changes at all. Well, there's more bad news today as you might not even need magnetism. Dark energy may be entirely an artifact of the data analysis, especially with the anisotropic expansion discovery in the cosmos. It was one of the top three articles in any subject in all of 2020. Folks, dark energy is now right behind dark matter, sprinting for a fast closing door. Today would be a good day to go back and watch our cosmology movie, Plasma Cosmology. And if you think astrophysics and galaxies and the entire cosmos can't be fun, hi, welcome to my channel. <laughs> Not only is it directly tied to solar force and Mr. climate Dan. change, the catastrophe and electromagnetic precursors to earthquakes, but a retired U.S. government scientist got permission to declassify material in our movie. And it's amazing up next we're getting a broadened view of those recurring nova events we mentioned yesterday they get all kinds of names cepheids cataclysmic variables luminous blues and luminous reds wolf ray at stars and their dust making events dust making events as wonderful a name as the stellar mass loss events they say happen at other stars all names for recurrent nova at the end of the day just with a different haircut this one has a short recurrence period of a few decades Folks, we often describe the global electric circuit down in high pressure, up in lows, as it relates to both pre-seismic electromagnetism and solar forcing of the terrestrial atmosphere. But the electrodynamic situation of our planet is far more complex than that. While we can easily notice A than B than C in terms of what happens and what happens next, the actual mechanisms are often elusive. Today, we learned that auroral processes no longer wish to hide. Alphan waves triggered by enhanced solar activity and geomagnetic impact excite electrons along the waveform, accelerate them, and they often escape. Not unlike how a surfer fears not the slowdown on the turn up the wave, knowing the acceleration to come on the way down, and the ability to outpace the whole wave, if desired. Same thing here. The electrons outpace the wave and are accelerated down from the ionosphere into the auroral zone. Now, given the weakening magnetic field of Earth and the dazzlingly obvious display of the auroras, it might be good to brush up on what's supposed to be seen at your latitude, just in case you see a bit more as we keep climbing that mountain as the field takes a snooze. We greatly appreciate your support. We've got wind maps and shots of our star to close. Subscribe, and we'll do this all again tomorrow, right here. But right now, it's 5.30 a.m. in the new Valley of the Sun. Eyes open. No fear. Be safe, everyone. Eyes open. No fear. Be safe, everyone. Fucking right, man. See, now I have to watch my language because my mother is sitting right in front of me. Mr. Ben just answered a question that I had. Whether, you know, I, I knew that he says that dark matter and dark energy doesn't exist. I wasn't sure that he was substituting the electric universe for, theory for it. So that answered my question now with that little blurb um did you know mother that that gentleman right there 
I'm going to have an interview with him on my show. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's coming on my show end of June. It's going to be awesome. And then I've also been talking with the creators of a new social media app called Soundwave. So I'm, we're starting to take off, Ma. That's good. I'm, I'm excited. Shit's about to get real. Ah, so what did you think of Mr. Ben Davidson's video there? Well, you couldn't watch it. it remember to subscribe to his uh, channel on YouTube, Suspicious Observer, so you can get full impact of his videos. But he, for a first-time listener, it's kind of like out... Like, it seems like it's way more than it really is. But you've heard all these words before. You know what they mean if you've been there for a while. So... I know Dad would would enjoy that. At some, <laughs> he would get into that because he likes uh, astrophysics and he he loved he he loves space. At least that's what he told me. But uh, again, thank you, Mister Ben. I have I have a man crush on Mister Ben. I love that dude. Oh gee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he's 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 probably he's going to be the smartest man I've ever talked and spoken with ever. I mean, he's a smart man. I'm, I'm kind of intimidated by him. But now, you know what it's time for now, Ma? No, what? It is time for a shout-out to the Good News Network for the quote of the day. When people don't express themselves, they die one piece at a time. Lori Holtz Anderson. When people don't express themselves, they die one piece at a time. Yes, because you don't feel your opinion is worth something. So you can't hold it in. Otherwise, you're not putting yourself out there and that little piece of you dies. And it just it looks like a snowball. The next time it happens, you'll just be like, well... You don't have the you have to have the courage to stand up and say, This is what I want. We're gonna fucking do it. Let's get it done. So in the end, just be a better version of yourself. Smoke weed every day and make shit happen. <laughs>